But that's kind of how we started breaking down the list was seeing what they wanted, evaluating whether or not uh, we felt like they needed it. You know, if they're asking for a stuffed animal, but they have like 20 of them already, maybe going on to the next thing, but also going, well, you know what? They do really use their stuffed animals. Like I said, they do use those dress up clothes. Whatever you're seeing being put to use, use that knowledge when deciding what to buy. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. As you're listening to this, we are getting ready to make our way into Christmas. And for those of you who celebrate, I wanted to have an episode where I kind of shared with you the reality of what I buy for my kids as a minimalist mom. And I think this is extra special because I have raised kids from every single age. We've gone through the process of having kids at every age and stage of life, even though I'm only 37 years old. We've had newborns and last year our oldest daughter got married. So we've had to find something to buy for son-in-laws and that kind of thing. So I thought this would be a really fun episode to kind of share and maybe give you an idea on the evolution of gift giving, or at least how it has looked for our family. Before we dive into today's episode, though, I wanted to read a review from one of you. Uh, this review is from Jay Brunick. Brunnick. Oh, you guys, I'm so terrible. Why do I even try? But I love this review. This meant so much to me. I shared a podcast episode around Halloween. That was uh, scary things that made me minimalist. And in that episode, I talked about my dad's alcoholism. Um, and I always struggle to talk about these heavier things because I feel like I have to stick to my minimalist box and I need to talk about just stuff. But the reality is, um, there's so much more stuff going on behind the scenes for me. It's been such a deeper journey, um, deeper than stuff, which is what I talk about with you guys all the time. Uh, so I'm really thankful that I opened up and shared that journey because I've already seen some reviews rolling in from those of you who are relating really deeply to what I talked about. This review just has the crying emoji. It says, thank you so much for the ever so relatable episode on alcohol slash addiction and the grief it comes with. 
As a child of an alcoholic mother whom I lost exactly two years ago today due to addiction, I needed this today, more so today than ever. I have never felt more understood. This makes me so happy because um, I'm so sorry for your loss. First of all, I, I know how hard it is to have those anniversaries come and the grief process and loss is so difficult anyway. But when you lost someone who kind of was, was probably problematic and did their own damage on their way out, it's, it's just brings a whole other thing. Like I, for me, it was a lot of guilt and rage and anger. Like you, you did this to yourself. You took yourself away from me. So it's like, you're mad at them, but you miss them. It's just so, so much, which is an entirely different topic for a different day. But I'm so glad that that episode resonated with you. Um, Hopefully I can dive more into this in the future because it's something weighing heavily on my heart again these days as well. But thank you for that review. If you guys are longtime listeners of the podcast, when you take the time to leave a review, it means so much to me. Um, and if you haven't done so and you want to take two minutes to leave me a review before this year ends. So if you've listened to the podcast in 2023 and it resonated with you uh, or helped you in any way, I would love to hear about it. So we've got some great reviews going into 2024. All right, I'm going to get cozy. Let's dive into today's episode and let's talk about some different gift giving ideas if you're trying to have a more minimal Christmas. So like I said, we've had kids at every stage of life. We've gone through the newborn. We've gone through the grade school. We've gone through the teens. We've gone through adulthood. We're currently going through uh, the teens and adulthood is where we're at. Um, but I want to talk you through kind of what we bought in all of the stages and how we kind of shifted and transitioned where we decided to make those lifestyle changes for ourselves. So the baby stage. Now I met my husband when the girls, the older girls were five and 12. So I never really had that baby stage with them. However, when my two biological kids were born, I remember, and this was before I was practicing minimalism. I think I always had part of my brain that was very logical thinking, like just very straightforward and logical. The other part of me is really fanciful and dreamy, but I do have the side of my brain that's just really straightforward. And I, as my daughter hit around the nine months, she was going to be about nine months at Christmas. And I remember thinking like, I'm not buying her toys or anything cute. Like she's, you know, she plays with the Tupperware. She's barely playing with any of the toys that she currently has. Uh, I'm just going to buy her clothes. And I bought her clothes from a hand-me-down used store. Uh, it was once upon a child. I don't know if everyone has that near them, but I went to once upon a child, bought her a bunch of clothes. She opened one box. Uh, she didn't care. It was Christmas. She was a baby. Uh, and there were still, of course, grandparents who were just dying to spoil her with baby dolls and things like that. And I just really didn't worry about it. And I, I didn't really worry too much until about the age of two, where, you know, I think at the age of two, my daughter was really loving the aristocrats. I could be remembering wrong, but I think it was about that time. She loved the aristocrats, uh, the movie about like the cats. And I bought her Marie. She loved the little Marie aristocrat and aristocat, excuse me. And I think my son, same thing. His first year or two was probably just clothes. I don't, I don't really remember, but I, I'm sure I stuck with that same theme and 
we didn't really go totally crazy spoiling them in their young years because they were being so spoiled by grandparents. And, you know, I personally felt like they really had a lot of the things they needed. They weren't asking for things. They weren't begging for things. You know, we never really kind of got them into that grip of presence and getting stuff. So every year it was kind of asking ourselves, what do they like? What do we think they might enjoy opening? Um, and what do we think they're going to get use out of? And then as they made their way into grade school, this kind of goes back to when I first met my husband. Uh, when we were just raising our daughter, Destiny, she was the only one we had in our house living with us. We used to go so overboard to buy her like literally anything she ever mentioned. She didn't even have to like ask for it. She didn't really ask for much. She was really an easy kid in that sense. She wasn't like, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this necessarily. But, um, you know, her older sister had a connect at her house, like an Xbox connect. And she was like, I want this, I want this. And she wasn't necessarily asking for, for Christmas though. She would just say things throughout the year. Like, Oh my gosh, I would love this. That was so much fun. And we're like, we should get her one. We should buy her everything. So we would spend like $500,000 on her, just buying her anything that kind of sparked our interest. If I'm being honest, we used to do the black Friday shopping and there'd be like books on sale and there'd be toys on sale. I'm like, Oh, just scoop this up, scoop this up. That one too. Oh, she wants that. Uh, and we would just dump presents on her. But then we did what so many parents do and would be annoyed if she didn't just fully love every single gift that she got um, or every single thing that she opened. But the truth is, you know, getting so many presents like that is really overwhelming for a kid. Each and every one of us can only manage so much. You know, we can only play with so much. We can only do so much at one time. You know, I have, I love reading books, but I really can't fully read five books at one time. You know, I, I try sometimes, but for the most part, you know, you have to focus on just the one thing or, and we have our favorites, whether we, we want to or not, you know, I might buy a whole bunch of new clothes, but there's always going to be the same sweater that I always want to wear. There's always going to be my favorite pair of sweatpants, my favorite pair of jeans. Um, and that's the same thing with kids and toys. You know, we, I, I understand that desire to want to just spoil your kids and have them give them the joy of opening gifts on Christmas day. But then, you know, the anger and frustration of the mess that the toys leave and the anger and frustration, if they don't play with them, a lot of that can be eliminated by simply not getting them as much. And it's not being mean, you know, it's being intentional and finding things that you really feel are going to be their absolute best. Like look at their gift list, buy them what's on it. Don't, you don't need to go much beyond, you know, that type of thing. And something we started to do in grade school as our, as our older kids got older and as destiny started to grow into her preteens was not only look at their list. We would, if they had a list or they were asking for certain things, we would go, okay, which ones do we think that they're actually going to use? You know, you kind of have to look at their personality. Do they play with the Legos that they say they want? Or do they tend to reach for the stuffed animals more? My kids loved the stuffed animals. They loved the dress-ups. They loved the dolls. If anyone ever asked, I would be like, get them dress-ups. They will use the dress-ups. I swear to God, they loved playing make-believe. They loved dressing up and doing things like that. They were obsessed with stuffed animals and they would take them everywhere and they would always be out uh, being aware of what actually gets used and then basing that off of the list. So they might have 20 things on their list, but you can go, oh, they always ask for these types of things, but they never use them. 
so we're not going to buy them. Um, if someone else wants to, so be it. If they want to save up and get it for themselves, so be it. Um, but that's kind of how we started breaking down the list was seeing what they wanted, evaluating whether or not uh, we felt like they needed it. You know, if they're asking for a stuffed animal, but they have like 20 of them already, maybe going on to the next thing, but also going, well, you know what? They do really use their stuffed animals. Like I said, they do use those dress up clothes, whatever you're seeing being put to use, use that knowledge when deciding what to buy. After our family downsized our house, we started working to pay off debt and build an actual savings. Because for decades, I would transfer $100 to our savings account, but then I would end up transferring it right back to our checking when we had overspent. So when we downsized, I decided to get serious about saving money for things like emergencies and for fun things like travel. The first thing I did was open a high-yield savings account that was separate from our current checking account. That way, it wouldn't be as easy for me to just pull money out whenever I felt like I needed it, and I knew it would force me to take my spending and my saving a lot more seriously. So if you are in a similar boat and are hoping to up your game when it comes to saving money, one of the absolute best accounts to get started is called Savings Connect. This is a savings account that pays close to 5% when you set an automatic savings deposit of just $100 per month. This is 11 times the national average, which means if you use a current savings account that's attached to your checking, there's a good chance you are not making nearly enough money. So if you're at a place in life where you're committed to changing your financial future and you actually want to start getting some money in the bank, you can get started with a Savings Connect account for as little as $100. Just head to ReneeBennis.com forward slash save to learn more. And I will fill you in on all of the details. That's reneebennis.com forward slash save to learn more. The next thing we started doing was after we realized we were just like buying all of the stuff and it wasn't being used, we started setting a limit for ourselves. And this was financially necessary for us. Um, and you know, it kind of helped us be a little bit more particular, but we started setting a spending limit, which sounds so silly. And I hope that you all are doing that and know how to, but that wasn't something we, we did. That wasn't something Tom and I were familiar with. We just went and we spent, we bought whatever the heck we, you know, caught our eye and there was no Christmas budget. And that usually sent us going into new years, just super stressed out, um, you know, with maxed credit cards, maybe not maxed credit cards, but filled credit cards. And, you know, it kind of kicked the new year off with a sense of depression and that's no way to start your new year. So please don't do that. Even if right now you feel like you've overspent, there's no shame in returning. There's no shame in saying, you know what? I overdid this. I'm going to bring this back. That is the great thing about shopping. I talk about this in my shopping rehab course. When I talk about shopping addiction is that, you know, if you drank too much, you can't undrink it. If you, you know, smoked too much, you can't unsmoke it. If you spent too much, there is a time period where like you can unspend it. You know, um, I have two Amazon returns waiting. I didn't overspend. They were just didn't wind up being what I wanted, but I still have this window of return where I can back out. I don't have to be stuck in that financial decision. So I know I'm catching you a week before Christmas, but if you feel like you've overspent and it's already causing you stress, it's not too late. This is a, a point where you can stop, give yourself a kickstart, you know, say, okay, these few things, they need to go back. I overdid it here. I maybe don't need to buy this many for this person. I don't need to buy this many for this person. Um, or even as you go forward, like 
kind of use this as a reminder, like to slow your roll when it comes to, you know, the Christmas cookies and the baking, you know, this is minimalism in every area of life is going, can I afford to buy all of these ingredients? Not only that, but also do I have the time to make all of these things that I want to make? I struggle with that. I love cooking. I love baking. And I love trying to recreate things I see on Pinterest. It's so much fun for me. When it stops being fun is when I do like eight of them at once. And then I just hate everybody and everything. And I'm stressed and I'm screaming at everybody for not appreciating how hard I'm trying. So taking the time, I know we kind of drifted into other topics there, but uh, ultimately what I'm saying is it's not too late to just kind of reset the clock, pause where you need to, undo some damage if there's been damage done. Um, and hopefully give you, hopefully this message today will give you that peace that you're not doing anything wrong. If you're not over spoiling your kids at Christmas time or your spouse. Um, yeah, just keep that in mind. So one thing that we also do, like I said, because we review what they say they want, if we think they'll actually use it, and we try to stick to within our budget. However, there have been a few occasional times where what they want goes above our budget limit. And it's something we really want for them. And we know that they will use. So I might be misspeaking, but if I remember correctly, last year, we bought our son a skateboard. And I think our budget limit for his his big gift, it was like maybe his Santa gift. We still do Santa gifts, whether or not Santa's out of the bag in our house. Um, but it was maybe $65, $70. It was something like that. Uh, this brand new skateboard and our normal limit for them is 50 for their, for their Santa gifts, like $50. That's all they get. Uh, but he had really been loving skateboarding. He'd really been working toward it. I think he had maybe been saving up his own money for it. And we're like, oh, we would just love to spoil him with this. And he will go around the block all the time. He's been going to the skate park this summer. He was doing, I think he had like an older skateboard he was using in the basement at the time. So we wanted to give him a new one. Uh, just something that we really felt would be used, something he really wanted. And we were willing to kind of bend our budget, but don't ever bend yourself financially. It was something we were able to do. We kind of gave a little leeway there so that he could take advantage of this thing that we really thought would be beneficial to him. And now we're officially in the preteens, teens, adult children. So as our kids have gotten to the preteens, um, the stuff budget has gone smaller. Like I said, we, it's $50, um, we usually do like maybe $20 stocking stuffers and try to aim for like $50 for, for their gifts. Um, because the reality is we're buying stuff for our kids all year long. Uh, they're always needing something. They're always wanting something. And they're at a place in our household where they have allowance. I talk a lot about our green light debit cards that we use with our kids, um, that they're buying what they want throughout the year. So when they want something, they save up their money and they buy it or they spend their money. That's what they get. So truly they don't want a whole lot this time of year. I had my brother just reach out and ask, you know, what the kids wanted. And I asked them, they're like, mm, gift cards and cash, maybe like they didn't really have a whole lot to add to their list. And I think it gets kind of sad. I don't know if you relate to this as a parent. I don't because I'm sick of buying stuff, but I think my brother did where he was kind of at the store and probably hoping to buy them some fun stuff. Cause it's just fun, you know, buying stuff for kids and seeing their faces when they open it. And, um, 
I felt bad. He was kind of bummed with the cash and gift card answer. He's like, really? Like I wanted to get them something to open. Um, but that's really just not what they want. And I think being okay with that and meeting them where they're at is such an important thing. I know it's tough or it can be tough to let go of those childhood years. Cause that's literally what it is. You know, there's no more, no, there gets to a, be a point where there are no more toys and things like that. Um, but you know, I love, I love personally teaching my kids how to better manage their money in the hopes that they can be a step ahead of where I was at their age and where I was 20 years after their age. Um, yeah, you know, we, so we kind of made a smaller stuff budget. A lot of times what we do is maybe 20, $25 on stocking stuffers and then look for experience gifts. So we've minimized how much we spend on stuff and maximized how much we spend on experiences. So the last few years with our two younger kids, we have been taking trips or going places. I can't remember if it was last Christmas. I get all my Christmases blended together and COVID threw us all for a loop, but we went and stayed in one of our favorite hotels up North. We went to a light show that they have up there. And on Christmas day, we played board games and ate sushi. And it was just so much fun. It's something that they still talk about. It was a really great fun day, even though we couldn't go far. I've always been that kind of mom where I'm like, I want to go to like, not Disney world. I don't ever want to go to Disney world, but somewhere awesome, somewhere warm on a beach somewhere. I want to escape. I want a total huge giant getaway. And I haven't been good about planning it. So that's on me. I need to like actually plan it in January or, you know, sooner. Um, but we've just gone up North, which is a couple hundred bucks, something we planned on and is something that we get to have those memories forever rather than the stuff that everyone forgets about literally a month later. So that's kind of how we've been making our shifts into the preteen teen years is minimizing the stuff budget and maximizing the experience budget. Uh, and as far as adult children, something we've done is full on experiences. Well, when they spend the night here, so I love this about our family, our two older girls and our oldest daughter's husband, oftentimes, I think COVID was the exception, spend the night here Christmas Eve. They spend the night at our place on Christmas Eve so that we can all wake up on Christmas Day together, open our gifts um, and all that jazz. And I think it's just kind of fun for everyone to even just have something in their stocking, even if it's just candy uh, or like nail polish, you know, just like the tiny little pick-me-ups. We always try to do those so that the older girls still have something. Not that they care, uh, but I don't know. I just, it feels kind of nice. Like I kind of like having my stocking, even it's usually filled with like Andy's mints, uh, which I love. Like I love opening that. I love being like, oh yeah, I get chocolates. I can eat them all morning long. Or if it's like hot cocoa packet, sometimes like a Barnes and Noble gift card, or we'll shove a book in each other's stocking, that kind of thing. I do. I I like getting my little stocking. It makes me feel good. So, um, that's what we do. We, we get them a few little things for their stocking and then we plan an experience with them. So normally it's like, Hey, in February guys, let's find a date to get together. Cause they're all adults. They all have different schedules. So finding a time where we can all get together is a little bit tricky. Uh, last year we did an escape room. We went out to dinner and we did an escape room. It was so much fun. I think we did a brewery, went to an escape room, and then we went to dinner at brewery with my kids. You guys, like they're all going to be 23 and 30 next year. 
Isn't that crazy? And my son-in-law is going to be 32, if I'm thinking right. It's just bananas. And I'm 37, so it's just really weird. (laughs) But we get to go hang out and do all these fun things with them. And we absolutely love it. And I think this is such an important thing if and if and when you get to that point where your kids are grown up and they're older and they've moved out, planning an experience with them is kind of a way of prolonging that time with them. I see so many people or like Facebook meme things talk about how we only get 18 um, years with our kids. We only get 18 Christmases with our kids. And, and it's true in, in some senses, you know, but I think we had the opportunity to maintain those connections and keep those healthy relationships with our kids. And this is one way we kind of do it. We spend Christmas with them, do little minor gift openings. And then we all intentionally plan a really fun get together um, for, you know, a few months later into the next year. And it's a great way to, to keep that connection. And I know the kids, they always talk about it. We remember what we've done for Christmas with them. Um, and we've absolutely loved it. So I hope this gave you some ideas. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I just really wanted to share all of the different things that we have done over the years. Of course, don't feel like I ha- you have to meet what I've done by any means. I used to be with someone who felt that way. So I just feel like I need to give that disclosure, but hopefully it gives you some ideas on ways you can pif- pivot and shift, ways you can pivot and shift. Uh, as your kids transition through all of those ages and stages, uh, or like I said, if you have those kids that want all the things, but then don't play with them, um, maybe the idea of, you know, getting a little bit more practical of a list and kind of observing what actually gets played with and using that as a future template can be really helpful. I hope this gave you some ideas before we head into Christmas. I'm really excited about next week's episode because it's actually Christmas day. And I wanted to, um, I'm like, Oh shoot. Why did I say on Christmas day? Cause it's, we're already there. It's Christmas. We've, there's nothing, you know, themed that I can fit into that Christmas catalog or whatever, but I really want to insp- inspire and encourage you to slow down. And my hope is to make the whole episode next week, really calming and peaceful. So even if you've got a busy Christmas, come tune in. Um, I'm hoping that it can be a place for you to just come back down to earth if you really, really need it on Christmas day. Otherwise, this is me wishing you the absolute best. I hope you have so much fun with, um, any family you're seeing, whether or not you do celebrate Christmas. Uh, I hope you get to spend time with those that you love, that you don't stress yourself out too much, that you don't overwork, don't overdo. Just remember, the if you do less, if you spend less, you have this amazing opportunity to focus more um, and be more present. And that's really what matters at the end of all of it. So happy shopping. Happy Christmas. Talk to you on Christmas Day. Hey again. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.